0: go twice there (sighs) (sighs) okay
1: i i just looked up and chris is wearing two pairs of sunglasses now okay this is how the episode is gonna go today welcome back into talk off everybody it is tuesday january 17th 2023 and we are hitting those lull days in the MLB, but we are still out here pumping out episodes two times a week, Tuesday, Friday, every week. I got to take these sunglasses off. I don't know how you did it that one episode. It's not that bad. If I had them on me,
0: I would wear them too. It's just interesting wearing them inside. I think it's not really my thing. Sack up. Don't be a baby. It's sunglasses. Maybe I want to be a baby sometimes. What's it to For everyone
1: out there who um, is listening, uh, Chris has been pissing me off for the last like four days. So this is true. I've this is going to be like a, a really fruit fruit fun episode. I've really been a fruit episode. fly in
0: Zach's ear for the last three days. So this will be fun. <sighs> so we had some good football games yesterday, some three great football games, actually.
1: Great whole weekend of football. Great playoffs so far. Really excited. There was no really no game that really was shit. It was all pretty good. I mean, the Chargers, I don't even know what to say. That's the saddest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. My heart goes out to every Charger fan that there is, especially the ones that live in San
0: Diego. They don't deserve this. So that was a 27-point comeback. 27. Which is just Oof. that's I, I that was a game I turned off, and I kept checking back periodically, and I was like, "Ooh, the Jags I also are turned back." I also turned it off. I was
1: there's there was no point in watching. The Chargers had the game, and to blow a game like that is is just absolutely brutal to the franchise. They need to fire their coach so badly.
0: So now, for the rest of the playoffs, not whenever the. Jags are down I'm just gonna continually just keep keep on saying it's too much time for Trevor Lawrence I think they have a chance against the Chiefs
1: I don't know why but I do really high on the Jags right now go
0: I Jags we're go jagging Jag. off I'm go down Jags. To become Jags. I'm down to become a Jags fan for the rest of this playoffs. let's do it let's do it this is a Jags podcast now
1: I'm in on the Jags. I'm throwing a heavy wager on the Jaguars next week. Heavy.
2: Duval. Heavy. That's right.
1: <laughs> let's go to Duval. Let's do it. Except it's going to be a fucking arrowhead
0: number. I think we're officially saying now we're a, a, exclusively a Jacksonville Jaguar podcast now. Exclusively. So we I all hate have to Every get, other team. Let's all get custom Jags jerseys, Jags tattoos. Time. I'm let's down. Let's go. I'm down. I just want to get Duval written on my, on my like, I was thinking my forehead, and then I was like, that Ooh. guy. I saw, I was watching a clip from Where the Millers Today where the guy had no regrets, and I kind of want that, like, in that <laughs> same spot. Just Duval. That's a nice one. I think yeah. I might just get just get a portrait of Trevor Lawrence on
1: my back. That hair is unmatched. It'll
0: totally look good, too. I support that. Do you think he's going to be, like, 40 years old and still have that hair? Mm. I don't know. I he's kind of, day it's day it's day. kind of his thing now. It's kind of like yeah. how. Well, but like
1: imagine a forty-year-old Trevor Lawrence just running out there. You know what I kind of 40 you know what I kind of, of associate with.
0: Hair. I kind of associate it with how like Noah Syndergaard is like Thor, and that's kind of his identity in baseball. Mm-hmm. So it's he could never really cut that hair fully, and I feel like that's kind of the same, same school of thought with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I, I get it, but. I just mean it like old people with really long hair looks really weird. It does, but then it's like, remember like Shawn Michaels and Triple H in the WWE? Like they looked That's so true. cool looked with cool. long hair. They looked cool.
1: But I think they're just cool guys.
0: Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is a cool guy. That's true. Went to Waffle House after the win. He did go to Waffle House. I've only been the to beast. one Waffle House in my life. Never been, really want to go. It just lived up to like memories. all those expectations too. It was like the best food I enjoyed it. I was like, "This is the best breakfast spot I've been to." That's like a chain, because IHOP is makes overrated. Me upset
1: that I've never been to one. Then
0: would I you Hop agree that IHOP them.
1: is overrated? I think it's horrible. I think chain breakfast places are just bad, though.
0: Local breakfast places are like, oh yeah, yeah. That's where you get it. The good that's stuff. where you get the. Uh, that's where you get the big. Uh, breakfast meals that make you want to just sit back in a chair all day and do nothing. That's true. So definitely some good NFL games on this, this weekend. Unfortunate that chargers fans had to witness and go through that, but, uh, there's always next year. Yeah. But unfortunately they're the chargers. So it'll (laughs) probably happen again next year. Yeah. True. The Niners, uh, March all over the Seahawks 4123 that doesn't really come out as, as a shock to anybody nope that was that was the only that's the second half of that game was the only
1: boring part of the weekend pretty much
0: bills with a with a win 31 34 31 excuse me over the Dolphins. I was shocked about that game because I actually was pretty confident in the bills covering that 13 and a half point spread but looking back on it it's a lot of points and probably should have thought that one through before betting that one you
1: know i feel like a lot of people were on the bill spread but i i i think people weren't remembering the whole division divisional factor they've played each other twice they play each other all the time they know each other the game was going to be close no division game in the playoffs is going to be a blowout
0: daniel jones and the new york giants 31 24 over the minnesota vikings and this was a game that Zach, we were talking about this yesterday. I was on the Giants the entire day, and I think you were as well. But you were definitely nervous about how everyone was all on board with the G men yesterday.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I, I had been wanting to bet the Giants. Like I, I wanted everyone to be on the Giants. I wanted the Giants to win. I thought they were going to win until I saw that everyone was on the Giants, and then I got a little, just a little scared when everyone's on an underdog like that, like. You get you get scared. You're like, well, like if everyone's on it, then Vegas probably knows something and it's gonna lose. So you always get scared off with the public bet. But G-men pulled it out. Daniel Jones looks like a beast. They better extend him. He's the he's the truth. Dable has unlocked full Daniel Jones potential.
0: I agree. I think he's the future of that team.
1: Him and Saquon for the next who knows how many years.
0: and then the Bengals last night a 24-17 win over the Lamar Jackson-less Ravens last night. And this that didn't was really crazy. Come as a, this didn't come as a surprise to me, but the Ravens definitely were knocking on the door late in this game.
1: It's another it's another one. It's another just divisional game like that's it's going to be was going to be close that that rivalry game. They know each other so well. The Ravens defense is the best part of their team, so that like, that game was gonna be close. I didn't think the Ravens were gonna almost win. I mean that if that strip sack doesn't happen on the one yard that line, that was crazy. Ninety eight yards. If that doesn't happen, good. the Ravens score and they could very well win that game.
0: Yeah, Sam Hubbard with the scoop and score for the Bengals. That was that's honestly would probably turn the tide in that game for the Bengals because I thought that. After, when they were marching down in the red zone, I was like, okay, maybe Baltimore wins this game and survives and advances to another week. But boy, did Cincinnati flip the script quick on that one. It was crazy. I I just almost, did did I say squipped? No, you said script. You're okay. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Squipped. Um, And then obviously tonight we got the big game, Dallas and Tampa Bay. Yeah, and I, I, I will say
1: it again, as I said to Jake before the podcast, who decides that he now wants to put a large wager on the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, Jake, can we get It's Tom Brady on this? in the playoffs. Tom Brady in the playoffs, Jake. At home. What are you doing? Home. Tom Brady
0: at home What in are the you playoffs. doing? And Jake wants when to be on the
2: – When we listen back to this podcast, one of us is going to sound really dumb, but – the Cowboys are just a better team. Like, yeah, I get it, Tom Brady and all, but betting on Tom Brady this whole season hasn't got you very far. You're barely – we you have to spread, you're probably below 50%. So, But it's,
1: it's Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're banking on him for two of that. picks. He's going he's to throw two picks at least.
2: I don't know. I mean, that defense, Micah Parsons just had a baby.
1: That's true. He hit good for at least three sacks today.
2: There you go. And I win on the game.
0: Do we want to do a live pick for this game? So we can come back and see who was right and who was wrong? Yeah. What's what, does anybody know what the spread is? Three. Dallas by three. Dallas by three? Yeah. Okay. give me Tampa plus three. I'm gonna take the over in this game, 45 and a half. But that's not my obviously i I'll go I'll go Tampa plus. Actually, you know what? It moved to two and a half. So you're, you're taking Tampa taking two to, and a half? Taking it still, yeah. Yeah, I'll take Tampa two and a half as well. And I'm Cowboys. taking the over. Wow. I
2: like the over. I like the
1: over
0: too, but I mean, it's Tampa all day. They win by a field goal. So we'll have to come back and see who's the, uh, who's wearing the dunce hat on their heads. I Who think it's going to be Jake. Question? Can, can we, we do bet something? Yeah. Can we, can we bet something?
2: Uh, I already have a lot of money on the line. So.
1: <laughs> we don't have to bet money. We can bet something podcast. Uh, loser has to write a poem and read it on the next podcast.
0: Yes. All right. A poem about, 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 about the, the, the winner, the winning team or the yes. winning team or the winner, the winning team. No, the winner. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So Jake, are you taking are you taking Cowboys straight? or Are you taking them two and a half?
2: I mean i I like them straight. way I don't really love the spread, but they're gonna win the game. Take them straight then.
0: All right, so Zach, let's just take. Uh... Then I'll just take them straight. Take it straight yeah.
1: away. Straight away. Okay. All right, straight. Straight up. All right, let's I'm go. Not, let's go. I'm not, I don't I'm not, need I'm the spread. I, they're winning.
0: I'm not betting against Tom Brady in a playoff game. I'm sorry. Uh, And I'm not betting on on
1: Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys in a playoff game. It's just not happening.
0: He has the same
1: amount of playoff wins as their franchise. Oh, Jake, America's team. It's America's player. I hope I get humbled. Humbling. I probably will because I'm talking too much. But
0: we'll have to see. Still, we have a uh, a poem on the line. It's gonna be a good poem too. It's gotta to be a good one. What do they what do they call the um like the the poem reading sessions where everyone snaps for applauses? Uh I think it's just poetry reading. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else you would call it. Yeah, I don't know what else you would call it either. So Zach, moving moving into the uh into the so meat of our show here. Baseball. Not a lot of Let's move not into a, the meat. Let's move into the meat. Not a lot going on in this world. We had a few free agency moves. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon back to the Pirates on a one-year, $1 million deal. That's just objectively so cool. That makes me happy.
1: That's happy for, for all baseball fans. If you're a baseball it's, fan, you are you are ecstatic that you saw right. that contract.
0: Right. It's, it's almost like as baseball fans, we found our equilibrium. Now we're back to 2013. The vibes are high touches is back on the Pirates. The vibes are
1: so high. This is a guy, I mean, won MVP on the Pirates back in 2013. He was a beast for the Pirates. I mean, then he shaved his dreads and he happened to not be a beast anymore. But he was an MVP for the Pirates. It's great to see him back in the Pirates. He was awesome as a Pittsburgh Pirate. And this is a guy who, like, isn't going to be a Hall of Famer. He's not, he's just short of that because his span was very, it's very, Good span, was very small in the MLB, but he'll retire a Pirate. He'll he'll hit his 2,000th hit. He's about 50 hits, I think, away from 2,000. He'll hit that as a Pirate. He should hit 300 home runs as a Pirate. So it's great to see him. He's going to retire as a Pirate, and it's fun for
0: baseball. Trey Mancini goes over to the north side of Chicago, two-year deal with the Cubs. That's fun. Cubs are again becoming a a better team it seems like every week.
1: You know they they, they make another move and they've been making moves this whole offseason getting a guy like Trey Mancini, you know, a veteran in that lineup is going to be good and I think he's he's probably going to do a lot of DHing for them. But I feel like they have so many first baseman now they have Trey Mancini who's who might play a little first they said he's going to play a little first and DH they also signed Her- Eric Osmer I don't know why because he's it, he's it seems
0: like it seems like a lot of these moves are just for I'm, I'm sure at the end of the day Chicago has a plan to utilize these players all across the infield and have a lot of DH versatility but dude Dick this team looks sneaky competitive right now
1: they're going to struggle in the in the pitching department that's that's their problem right now is their their ace right now is about is pretty much Jameson tyone which is not okay marcus stroman is probably going to give them another a year and that's that's where they're going to struggle the lineup the lineup is solid they have a solid lineup their outfield is sega suzuki ian happ and cody bellinger right now and then like, there's a lot of upside
0: the- in that outfield
1: yeah, and then up the middle they have Swanson and Nico Horn. And then Patrick Wisdom, I think, plays third base. And yep. then at first is uh is is either gonna be Hosmer Osmer. Mancini or Matt Mervis is one of their better prospects, the first base prospect who's supposed to come up this year and be very good. He was he was the pretty much home run king of triple A last year. He mashed in triple A and he was supposed to come up for the Cubs this year. With Mancini and Hosmer there, what does this mean for Matt Mervis? I don't think he should be starting the the year in AAA. This guy mashed in AAA last year. He needs to be starting in the MLB this year. Yeah.
0: Well, I wonder, Hopefully, I, did, did baseball take away the, um, the language in certain contracts where – there's a certain call update where a player gets an extra year of arbitration eligibility. No, it. They, I, I don't think they took that it away right? in the new. Or no, they're still there. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that was a big like topic of conversation at the CBA uh, when that was up last year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because I I know that a lot of players were and rightfully so they were pretty pissed at teams for holding players down in the minors till late April or early May just to get that extra year of arbitration yeah. uh, eligibility so I wonder if I'm assuming I'm assuming and I'm pretty sure that that was um that was squared away and taken care of and that's no longer an issue but on the off chance that I'm wrong and it is still an issue, I wonder if this is a move by the Cubs maybe to send them back down and save an extra year on that contract. I could be completely wrong here too. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a possibility. If that's, if it's still a thing, which I honestly just don't
1: remember if it is, then that's most likely what they're going to try to do because it's what everybody tries to do. And it's, it's the smart thing business wise to do. Yeah. You kind of look like an asshole for doing it, but, you really should because it, it makes it makes perfect sense. You get an extra year of that guy, but we'll see what happens with the Cubs. They get they get Trey Mancini here, you know, veteran guy. When he does well, I mean, two years ago when this guy came back from cancer, he had like ninety five RBIs for the Orioles and hit like thirty home runs out of nowhere, right back off of cancer. This guy's incredible, incredible story. I hope I hope the best for Trey Mancini. I love him and
0: yeah, I kinda absolutely. love
1: the Cubs this year. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, Trey Mancini's a fun guy to watch play and uh a really awesome story. So we hope the best for him in the in the Chicago Cubs, who we've we've always talked about in a very uh positive light on this podcast, Zach. We think that they uh we have been. they have a lot of upside that team.
1: I think they do. I think they do.
0: Last thing I want to bring to your attention before we move on to some fan graphs um statistics that we came across today uh pablo guerrero signed with the uh rangers in the international free agency signing period that's I saw awesome that. that's so cool Yep. so the rangers are like confirmed gonna go crazy in like five years right absolutely the, their farm system is crazy right now especially with all the with
1: all the young pitching that they have with your fa- your favorite guy in the entire world, Jack Leiter,
0: yeah, Kumar I'm, I'm Rocker, fan of
1: him. young pitchers coming up that are gonna come up in you know three to five years. It's just fun. The Rangers are gonna be fun, and they've done so much to help their franchise so far. Hopefully, they keep spending.
0: I can already see the uh, the Vladimir Guerrero uh, Jr. free agency rumors. Swirling around when he uh, when he hits the market and the connections that he'll have to Texas, he'll
1: have so as soon as he becomes a free agent, everyone's going to assume he's going to go try to play with his brother.
0: So talking about Vladdy Guerrero Jr., he is ranked twelfth according to Fangraphs this year, uh, exclusively off WAR. Now, Zach, you brought this article to my attention. Uh, earlier today and i think it's a great benchmark to kind of evaluate players moving into uh, the 2023 season yeah Uh, war has really become the statistic for
1: figuring out who is better than who in in the past couple years in the mlb and for people who don't know what war is it's it stands for wins above replacement which basically means This is how many wins you bring to the team, how many wins better you are than the guy below you. So they have found with all the millions of analytics that are in the MLB today, they have found that war is the best way to rank players.
0: Yeah, it's essentially a a benchmark to, to, um, to place other players against like Zach said, against a replacement. And this does take into consideration the ballpark and the league you play in. Uh, so there's different variables all over the place that play into the calculation of this specific number.
1: Exactly. And so I was looking at the list. Fangraphs comes out with the list, you know, projection every single year, obviously. And and this year I was looking at the projection and number one overall They project the number one war next year to be 7.1 by Juan Soto. And this I wanted to get your opinion on, Chris, because Juan Soto we saw last year, the guy struggled. He struggled when he went to San Diego. He was hitting like 230. And this is a guy who hits 300 for his career so far pretty much. So I want to ask you, how do you think Fangraphs gets from – what he did last year to a 7.1 war player and the league leader in war next year. What does he do that's so different that's it's not going to fall off next year?
0: Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of things to take into consideration. I think historical data is a huge component of this. We know what Juan Soto is capable of. He's an, he's obviously an MVP caliber player, an all-star, um, capable of winning a batting t- title and silver slugger along the way and maybe even as his defense progresses a gold glove uh but he definitely struggled in his 52 games he played in san diego i'm I'm looking at the statistics here 236 batting average um with six home runs and 16 rbis definitely doesn't jump off the page um like the 21 home runs and 46 rbis he had in washington over 100 games this year there there, there's an uh, a lot of factors that we could break down and get really analytical into this. But I I think really it was a change of scenery and getting adapted to a new team. He's 23 years old. It was probably not an easy move to move across the country and play with a team that and teammates that you're not used to seeing every day, like he was in Washington. I don't think it's an outrageous thing to say. He's going to pick back up where he left um, from his MVP caliber year in 2022. I think, it's, I think we'll absolutely see the Juan Soto of the past this year, and I think there's going to be nothing stopping him in San Diego. I think he's going to be the face of their franchise, and I think he will be basically the new Tatis in that town. I mean, I agree with you. I,
1: what Juan Soto does, which so many players should want to do and so many players can't do, is – He walks at a great percentage, and he strikes out at a low percentage. And there's so many players in the MLB that just can't do that.
2: Being able
1: to walk 20% of the time that you are up to bat is huge. His on-base percentage is consistently in the 400s because he walks so often. He finds ways to get on base, and he's a guy that pitchers don't want to pitch to. In Washington, I think he struggled a little bit because there was no reason for pitchers to pitch to him, so he walked a lot more. He was just taking walks. His on-base percentage stayed good even when his average dipped off because he was walking so much in that Nationals lineup. I think moving to the Padres lineup with so much meat in their lineup around him, he's really going to be able to bring it back to how he was when he was chasing for MVP a couple years ago when the Nationals won the World Series. So I do think he's going to come back and having really great players surrounded him in that lineup is really going to benefit him. So I expect him to be pretty, pretty. that's a pretty accurate war projection, I think, for next year. Another one I wanted to bring up to you is number 11 on this list. The number 11 ranked war next year, Adley Rushman. The catcher for the Baltimore Orioles. Now, this is a second-year player who has already been projected to be top twelve in WAR next year. This is shocking to me. I, I think Adley Rutschman is a very, is is a great player, but I think that's pretty high. I do think that he gets a huge bump because of his his defensive abilities at catcher. And catcher already gets a bump in WAR because of how hard the position is to play, but I think it's crazy to see Adley Rutschman as the el- projected eleventh WAR in the entire MLB next year, because last year he played very well. Don't get me wrong; he played very well, but as a catcher, he's not going to hit as much
0: as a lot of these players are. No, and and also don't forget though that. Coming up, he was a a huge, really, his value as a prospect outside of the defensive capability was his uh, ability to to hit the ball for not only contact, but for power. Uh, Even in college, he was Pac 12 player of the year. So, um, and I want to say there's, I don't have the exact statistics on me. I can pull those up, but I mean, he was a stud in college offensively and defensively. So, and like we were going back earlier and saying that a lot of the calculations to this metric holds into consideration the position they're playing. and I think we don't see besides JT. Real Muto and trying to think of other catchers in the past that in the past five, six years who have been able to handle the bat on a consistent basis. I mean, there really hasn't been that many great offensive catchers who can really or who are really a two-way player. Besides Real Muto, maybe Will Smith comes to mind. Yeah,
1: There's, there, it's very rare. It's very rare to have a, a catcher with, with you know, the the hitting and catching tools. A lot of the catchers we see today are either crazy power hitters, good contact hitters, or they are very good defensively.
0: Yeah. So FanGraphs is projecting um, Adley to have 19 home runs over 66 RBIs for next year. Which I think is a very fair assessment. I think 130 games is a little, a little high.
1: I agree. You know, for a catcher, 130 yeah. is a little high. But I mean, he is he is so young, so he's older than Soto. I which I guess, is crazy. Isn't that unreal? I love those things are hilarious when you look at people's ages. It's crazy. Like Madison Bumgarner is younger than Jacob deGrom. Yeah, it's unreal. He's only 32. You know he went to the World Series at 20 years old? Bumgarner? Yeah. One day, I I, I don't know where I saw it. I I'm saw sorry, it were you saying, that were you were saying s-
0: Bumgarner or Soto went to the World Series at 20? Because I think they both did. Bumgarner. Bumgarner. Okay. Bumgarner, I, I, I think uh, Soto was 22. Uh yeah yeah yeah, because he's 23 now wouldn't make yeah, sure. wouldn't make sense 2019.
2: What Someone I say, also dude? want to
0: bring up in in this conversation here, Fernando Tatis Jr. We spoke a little bit about him about how I think uh, Soto's really going to be. He'll come over this year and there'll be a whole kind of changing of the guards from Tatis to Soto. In regards to the face of their franchise, I it's really interesting to see that five-and-a-half war for Tatis projected. And we're talking about a guy who presumably he'll be moving to the outfield now. Is, yep. that, what we're, is that the general consensus of what's going to happen? I think,
1: I think the general consensus is that he's going to play right
0: field. So essentially that five-and-a-half war is built into pretty much all offensive stats because I don't really have any confidence in saying that this guy can go out there and be a plus defender for you.
1: I didn't have any confidence saying that when he was playing shortstop, to be completely honest, he, he's just not a plus defender in any way. He's not one in the outfield, in the infield. It doesn't matter. He's not a plus defender. I am a, I am a huge Tatis hater. I don't like him. I, I, I just don't. I, I think he's so annoying and his glove is just, Oh, it's so bad. He's so bad defensively. And I think people just – he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys for me that the MLB just shoves him down your throat so much when he's doing good that it just pisses me off and I get so angry so I start hating him. Like there was a period in like Otani's rookie season where I was like, I hate this guy. just because he was just getting posted so much on social media. So that's I think why I hate Tatis, but I still hate him. And I think he's just such a bad defender, and nobody looks at it. Obviously, the hit tool is there, but I don't know. I think the guy just causes
0: too many problems. Who do you think on this list we is saw... is underrated? Here, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you on that. On your thought, no, there. no, no. I
1: was just no. I was
0: literally just going to say that he's an
1: asshole. That's pretty much it. Who,
0: who do you who when looking at this list, who do you think is is underrated? Because I. Underrated or overrated, I should start with, because I see one here immediately that's jumping off the screen for me, and it's Jose Altuve, a 4-6 war. I think that's a little overrated because he's already going into the back end of his prime, and we, we've we seen what happens when uh, Altuve isn't himself.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think Altuve is solid. I, I, if I was going to look to someone to say maybe overrated, Unfortunately, I'm like I don't think he's overrated. I just think the projection is wrong. Uh, Mike Trout, he's projected up to play 152 games. There's just no way that's happening. That's not happening. He can't play 150 games with his back. That it's just there's no way. So I don't think he's going to end up top 10 in WAR this year just because of games played, but
0: I he don't know how they played, can He has not played more than 140 games since 2018. Yeah, 2016, he played the most games in his career, which was 159.
1: Exactly, and and he was a lot younger then, and his back wasn't as bad as it is right now. He he literally has a rare disease that he has to play with now. I don't think he should be top ten on this list. I think underrated, I would say, is number six on this list, Kyle Tucker. Nobody, I feel like, talks about Kyle Tucker in, in enough Nobody respect talks about that him they should. That. Because he was kind of the shadow behind the, such good dominant players for the Astros like Jordan Alvarez and Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman. Kyle Tucker is that team. That team go will only go as far as Kyle Tucker would take them. He is one of the best hitters in baseball. He is one of the best left-handed hitter, hitters in baseball. He is just so good, and he means so much to that Houston team. And – I think he's going to he's going to be so good again this year. Every single year he's up there in WAR, he's up there in WRC+, he's going to be very good again next year. And I think people need to start respecting him as one of the best players in our league.
0: Yeah, he's only been a he's only a one-time all-star, which is crazy. And uh mm-hmm. I think he could be certainly with one or two more years like he's been having. I think we can talk about him in an MVP caliber candidate. Easily. So that'll be interesting to see. I think someone who's completely underrated on this list. Is, well, I was going to say Xander, but I, the reason why I said it was because he was right, right above who I'm going to say is underrated on this list. Raphael Devers. 4.5 war projected at 26th on this list for hitters. I think that's yeah. criminally underrated for a guy of his talent and what he's done in the past.
1: You no, know, I, think, I think they're really looking at what he did on the back half of the year last year. He started out so hot. He was top three in, in, in every offensive ranking at the beginning of the season. Even when we were playing so bad, he was still playing phenomenally. The back half of the season, he really started to struggle you really saw the you know, the rookie Rafael Devers come back where he's chasing high strikes and he's swinging out of his shoes and, and he looked hurt. I think that's probably what they're looking at is they're looking at the struggles from last year. He does chase a lot of pitches. He strikes out a little too much than he probably should and he's also not really that much of a plus defender. So that's why I, I wouldn't be surprised why he would be ranked so low, but
0: Right. Well, I mean offensively the numbers weren't as great as they have been in years past. So hopefully we'll see an uptick in those come this season.
1: 100%. We we, we will see one. I believe in him. Got the bag, you know, he's going to ball out.
0: For the pitchers, Jacob DeGrom is he, he tops this list, which doesn't really come as a surprise to to many. If he's healthy, he's the the best pitcher on the planet. It's the another Grum one with me, Chris. I,
1: I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. You're surprised. I'm surprised. Tell me why it's you're the surprised. Same, it. It's pretty much the same argument I have with Mike Trout. This guy doesn't stay healthy. He doesn't stay healthy. How can he lead the league in war if he doesn't stay healthy? Uh, I, I don't think – they must not think about injuries when they do these projections, but I can guarantee you that he will not have the highest war among
0: pitchers next year. Yeah, that wouldn't shock me at all. So DeGrom is followed by Burns, Rodon, Cole, Otani, Scherzer, Nola, McClanahan, Verlander, and Alcantara to round out the top 10 for pitchers. You know, what's really interesting to me is McClanahan is getting the respect he finally deserves. It looks like he's finally climbing up uh, people's power rankings for pitchers, which honestly took a while because last year you could make an argument was his breakout year, but we saw flashes of this for coming for a long time now.
1: Yeah, he had he had flashes back in I think it was maybe twenty nineteen, where he, he was he was also very good then too. He battled with a couple injuries, came back last year and and really came into his own and, and there was and there was arguments for him to win the Cy Young and he started off very hot and he was the best pitcher in baseball for a couple months there. You know he slowed down a little bit on the back half of the season, but that's normal wear and tear. You you understand that. You know, because someone on this list where I'm who I'm actually surprised a little bit about is Max Scherzer. I'm a little surprised that he's at six. I. You know, th- yeah. th- this is a guy who's who's been one of the best pitchers in baseball for the past couple of years. He's on a dominant team that is the Mets. I don't see why Max Scherzer couldn't be where Corbin Burns is at number two.
0: You know, I think the immediate answer to that is probably taking into consideration his age. He will be going into his age 38 season. So that's probably going to be... Where that, that that lower end war comes from, I don't really know. I'm 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 a bit worried about Max. As pitchers obviously get older, you do have to cons- consider a lot more um, leeway for injuries because obviously it'll be impossible to stay as healthy as you were when you were in your prime. Um, so I don't necessarily disagree with this number, but I do dis- I do agree with you that if Scherzer is on and is fully healthy, he could be as good as any guy in the league, even DeGrom at that rate. Yeah, that's something that
1: we know, and we've known that for years. He has dominated this league for so many years, him and Verlander, and I'm so excited to see them on the same team. That's crazy that they're back on the same team again. There's a couple other guys on on this pitchers list that that I think surprised me. I think Framber Valdez being 13, I think he he's probably going to be a lot higher. This is just, just a guy with a low ERA. He doesn't give up a lot of home runs. He they, they keep the ball in the park in Houston. Those pitchers. So I think Framber is really going to step up this year without Justin Verlander there. Th- that I honestly think is it, is going to be one of my Cy Young picks for this year. Is going to be Framber Valdez. I, I I think he's just going to step up for the Astros this year.
0: I have an early Cy Young Cy Young ooh Cy Young pitch for you. Excuse me, uh, Kevin Gosman. I think he's finally going to figure out pitching in Toronto, and that's a hitter's park. So I think if he pitches to his strengths in that ballpark, uh, he'll lower that ERA fast, like he had it in twenty twenty one with the Giants when he did win Cy Young. To a two eight ERA.
1: Yeah, I, I mean that's a guy. That's a guy who last year was supposed to be the the ace for Toronto, and he was. He was the ace for Toronto. He pitched well. That's another guy who keeps the ball in the park, and he pitched really well last year on the back half of that year. It did take some time to get used to Toronto, but he pitched well in that park. He keeps the ball in the ballpark, and that's what you got to do with the teams power like they have in the al east so i think kevin gossman is going to be very good next year as well
0: and somebody who i think could be a little overrated and this will come as a shock to a lot but it feels it it feels a little weird every year putting otani at the top of the pitchers list um he's fifth right now for war for pitchers but it just seems a little weird to put a guy that high who's so versatile. We have seen him struggle on the mound. It, it, it seems like hitting has never been an issue for him, but pitching has definitely come at a little bit more of the cost of growing pains for him at the major league level. I don't think there's any question about his talent at the plate. I think it's just like, remember the 2020 season? That was a rough that was rough for Otani, those two starts that he had. 37 ERA. Looked like he, I mean, seven, seven earned over two innings pitched.
1: All right, we're talking about two starts, though. So this is a generational player. What are we talking about here?
0: I'm not talking about, I'm saying it just feels weird putting him at the top five of every single year. And I'm not saying he's not a good pitcher at all. I'm just saying it It feels weird to have a guy of this much talent I, to be a top five he was up. Th- he
1: was up there last year too. If if you yeah. look at the last, the end of last year,
0: and it's always seemed yeah. interesting because I feel like he's when, he's, when he's, he's first, insane. He is insane. He had a nine and a half war last year, and a lot of that came from hitting and pitching combined. Obviously, it was th- he had a three point eight batting and a five point six pitching
1: war. That 5-6 pitching war is higher than any projection on the fan graphs this year. So do you think he's a better hitter or a better pitcher? Cuz I think he's a better
0: hitter. I still I still think he's a better hitter. But I'm just telling you what it was. No, and I I totally I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just my argument is it feels weird placing him in the top 5. Where it seems that at some point in his career there's got to be a lull in either the hitting or the pitching game. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I mean, I know he's great and he's one of the he, he is a generational talent. And it's been amazing to see him pitch to a three ERA and still hit 34 home 34 40 home runs. But it seems it it feels weird looking at this just being like he's gonna be a top five player in both categories every year.
1: It's weird to look at, but it's, it's weird. Just true. It's, yeah. uh, I I I have I have come to realize that it's just how it's going to work from now on. He's just going to be a top five pitcher and a top five hitter every single year.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt he's the best player in the game. It's just crazy to be like, this dude is probably going to have, he could end up having the highest war out of anyone's career. Obviously, you'd have to take into account how many years he ends up playing. But this dude could theoretically rack in nine war every year. I know. It's insane. It's insane. It's crazy, man. Hunter Green, tw- 23. That. Sorry, excuse me. 3.2 no, 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 no. for Hunter Green. That was something that shocked me. What, you think that's low or you think it's high? Uh, I just, it's... The Reds are just such a bad team. It just seems like it's going to be impossible to to have to have good numbers as a pitcher there.
1: Yeah, I, I know what you mean and I, I was thinking the same thing about um uh Nick Lodolo who's also up there for Cincinnati. They're just such a bad team, but these are great pitchers. I mean, Hunter Green is is one of my favorite pitchers just because of the he I've ever watched him pitch yeah, it's a electric. Green. It, he it, throws it, gas. The ball, even thro- even though he throws 100, like what seems to be the normal in the major leagues right now, even though he's throwing the same as a quarter of the pitchers out there, it looks like it's just coming out so much harder from his hand. I don't know why. I think it's just yeah. the, his motion. It's crazy, and it looks like he's throwing BBs out there, and I love it. He's one of my favorite young pitchers.
0: So it'll be interesting to see how the Reds hold up this year with him on the bump. For his, he had a four four ERA last year. I'm hoping the defensively, the uh, the Reds get better for his sake. Because it's honestly, it's it's a shame when when a lot of these pitchers don't have good defenses behind them, and then to back that up, they don't have good run support, which is honestly probably why one of the reasons Degrom left us.
1: Yeah it is you saw it with DeGrom for years losing games one nothing because he made he made one mistake and the mets couldn't get a run I, it, it's sad when pitchers just go out there and and you see a lot of guys it happens pretty often you throw seven seven innings one earned run loss one one nothing loss i mean it, it's just it's just how it's a testament to how good the pitching is in the major leagues right now. I, I feel like the pitching is phenomenal. I, the hitting is also phenomenal, but it's so hard to hit a baseball in the in in general. Yeah. So I think it's just
0: a testament to how good the pitching is. Absolutely agree. I think the the pitching is a lot better than the hitting has been in recent years. Just to round out this this uh, little discussion we have here about um the top projected war leaders in the major leagues for both hitting and pitching. I'm looking at the 30th ranked uh, pitcher right now in terms of wars. They have Darvish at a two nine. And I'm just a little shocked at that because Darvish has been such a consistent player throughout his career, hovering around a four or five war I'm wondering what, what makes them believe at his age 36 season, what's going to make him decline almost nearly half of his value. I honestly don't know.
1: You said it's it, it, his, it's a 2-9? Projected 2-9. That's actually a little shocking, especially with how good San Diego is going to be. I mean, you see their other two pitchers, Snell and Musgrove, back-to-back at 24 and 25, projected to both have like a 3-1 war next year. Th- those are low for those pitchers, and yeah. – and, you know, I am a little worried about San Diego in, and their pitching department because we've seen Snell struggle. We've seen Darvish struggle, but he's, he's still been, even when he does struggle, it, it it's still just that consistent, you know, 3-8 ERA kind of guy. But I think there is some volatility there. There's some injury concerns. The only one I'm really very confident in is Musgrove and even he's had problems recently. So that's something that I think we should keep an eye on is that, that San Diego Padres starting rotation.
0: Yeah. It's interesting the the top three arms in that rotation, Musgrove, Snell and Darvish are all ranked in the bottom third of the top 30 um, projected wars. So, and that's not to say that together as one unit, they won't be a good rotation. It's just interesting to see that obviously in terms of forecasting analytics, it appears that there almost will be a a downswing in their careers numbers-wise next year. So that'll be interesting to follow um, as a storyline going into this 2023 season. So should we get into our newest segment, Zach? Let's do it. So do we have an official name for this segment yet? I don't think we have an official name. Right now we're going to call it Bracket. Because that's bracket as with creative a cap- as... With a capital B. Capital B. Capital B. Yes. Capital B, yeah. So we. So what we're gonna do? Yeah, you, you want to <laughs> explain it?
1: It's your idea. It, this yeah, is Your yeah. baby.
0: Okay, so I've taken the the top eight snacks according to my Google search. So these are these are hard hitting data that we have here. Most of this uh, research has done, been done over Google. So take the the top eight number um, with a grain of salt. But we we've ranked. On a bracket, the top eight chips—it's just chips, right? This is this is just chips. Just we have chips, just, just chips, just chips. Okay. Um, and I can I can go through those right now. So the the one seed who we have playing off that sh- should I should I go through the whole list or do you want to go through matchup by matchup? Let's just go matchup by matchup. Okay. Should we start? Should we start at the bottom? The, the six seed and the three seed. We can start at the bottom. All right. So we have Cheddar Ruffles against Flaming Hot Cheetos. It's a tough one. This is a tough one. I have never really been a Cheetos fan, and I'll tell you why immediately. I was never a fan of getting, and this is a big factor of this, I didn't like the leftover like crumbs and dust on your hands.
1: Well, yeah, you, you get that with, like, anything, though, any any chip.
0: Yeah, but it's – Cheetos really stands out.
1: I'm going with Cheetos. I'm going with Flaming Hot Cheetos. I might
0: have to go with Cheddar oh. Ooh. I then I'm going to – I'm going to go with know. Cheddar Ruffles here because I think just objectively you. they're better than Cheetos.
1: All right, Jake. Then yes, you are the deciding vote.
2: Shoot, I don't know. I mean, there's got to be like a like a talk. There's no talkies on this list. And and but yeah, I think Flaming Hot Cheetos got to go on.
0: All right, all right. So we have Flaming Hot Cheetos moving on. Now we have the number two seed Cape Cod Chips going up against number seven Cool Ranch Doritos. Is there even? A, do we even need to have a discussion? It's Cape uh, Cod. I think it ten times the, it, out of 10. It, it I don't think it's 10 Agreed. times out of 10, but I think it's at least 8 or 8 or 9 times out of 10. I still like Cool Ranch Doritos. Cod. I think they're still good chips just not they're not better than Cape Cod chips. No, yeah, it, it's Cape Cod. It, it's Cape Cod. And for reference, I'm talking about the original Cape Cod here.
1: Oh yeah, just normal ones. Just okay. normal Cape
0: Cods. You enough. can't beat yeah. them. Those are good. This is a sleeper for me here. Lime Tostitos. Up against um, – f- do, do we say French onion uh, lays or sour cream and onion? I think we'll do sour cream sour and onion. Sour cream and onion. And onion. And I think – I think lime. This think could lime not be easier for me.
1: This could not be easier for me at all. It's sour cream and onion all day. Ooh, if you like lime chips, I actually hate you. Like If you like lime chips, I actually hate you. You ooh. don't know taste. Lime, t- lime Tostitos, to- dude. They're, they're, no, 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 no. They're called dude. Hint of Lime Tostitos, and they it's not a hint. They take a bucket of lime juice, and they pour Good. it. Good. I'd rather to- I'd put it's more too It's too much lime. It's too much lime. I'm not eating a lime. I'm eating chips. Yeah. It's, they
0: taste great. No, they taste like shit. They're you'd so rather, bad. You'd rather sour cream and onion over lime Tostitos? Any day of the week. I would rather I eat, I don't even know, I'm sorry. I'd rather I eat
1: apologize a head of lettuce than a uh, head of just dry lettuce, nothing else, than eat fucking lime toastitos. I should just go eat a lime then.
0: You don't like to have fun, do you? No, I love fun. I hate lime You Tostitos. obviously don't I because hate, lime Tostitos literally, they're fun. Like, look at, like... How is the it more fun than ever ever other seen chip? somebody oh,
1: sitting down? Oh, what are down we talking about? Lime <laughs> tostitos are fun. Do they have a personality? It's chip. Yeah, they Chris. do. They it's
0: do. They do have a personality. No. You know why? No, they don't. If nope. I see someone eating lime tostitos, I immediately have a conversation started with them. I'm gonna say, you know what? You're cool because you like a really good chip. And you're not a freak who oh, would rather up. have sour cream and onion up. chips over no, lime you're tostitos. A f-
1: you're a freak. You're an idiot.
0: Jake is a deciding vote, so.
2: This is fucking hard, boys. I, I literally was eating lime tostito chips with like hot salsa today. It was so no. With you
0: the recency bias, recency but, bias. This is this this could be bad.
2: But French onion lays like you can't. I can't eat a sandwich without French onion or sour cream and onion lays. So gotta make a decision i'm going french onion i mean sour cream I mean,
1: yes, onion. Yes, yes, Jake. I, I, yes 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 I
2: yes yes i'm sorry fuck guys. all the it's lime tostitos so lovers it's so close all right we
0: have Let's the number go. one seed nacho cheese doritos going against the eight seed barbecue lays i think this is an easy matchup right we're just gonna say nacho cheese doritos is
1: it's doritos 100 it's doritos <laughs> move it on Yep. Move along.
0: All right, The two-seed Cape Cod in the... We're we're now in the... We are now in the semifinals here. The two-seed Cape Cod chips going up against the three-seed Flaming Hot Cheetos. Are we going to push Cape Cod to the finals here?
1: They have my vote.
0: I think they have mine, too.
1: I'm in love with Cape Cod chips. They have my vote.
2: yeah
0: okay Peacock. unanimous decision Cape Peacock. Cod in the finals the one seed nacho cheese Doritos going up against the five seed sour cream and onion lays.
1: This is a tough one.
0: So I would rather I would rather lime toastitos over the sour cream and onion lays, but I would much rather the sour cream and onion lays over the nacho cheese Doritos. I'm with
2: you. I I agree. I think I think I'm going sour cream and onion. I am
0: going sour cream and onion. Okay, Zach, what was your vote? Two out was of three. Na- That's fine. But was it nacho cheese? Uh, I, I don't know. Well, guess what? It's nacho cheese because it's know. sitting on the it's... bench now. French onion goes to the or sour cream and onion goes to, goes into. Do you think people who listen to this think you're funny? No, honestly, no. But I like making oh, fun okay. of you, so I just make it
1: sure.
0: Oh, okay. The number five seed sour cream and onion lays up against the two seed Cape Cod chip in the championship for the first champion for the talk off. For the off first pod, champion
1: in podcast history.
0: This is should we send? Should we send first of all, should we send either a lays or Cape Cod chips a trophy? Because we, we have can. decided as oh, Jake just sneezed really hard. Jake just like, I think think Jake hit his head on his desk. He just like, the recoil on that sneeze was crazy.
2: Bro, I'm allergic to something in this room.
0: Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Jake's going. I'm sorry. I'm just, (laughs) we're good. We're good. 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 Okay. So, French onion lays. The five seed up against the Sour cream seed. and onion. What, what do I keep saying? Do I keep saying French onion? Yes. What, what, what did I just say? You said French onion. <laughs> well, it's because I have French, and then the word gets cut off after that because I didn't pay for the, All right, the saying, version of the right, I'm just saying. Get it. I'm just trying to get it
1: right for the people.
0: Okay, I'm just going to go on the record now. It's sour cream and onion Lay's. All right, good thing that was on the record. Okay. Against Cape Cod, Jake is loving this. Up against Cape <laughs> Cod. This isn't this isn't a uh an easy decision for me here. Cuz I'm I'm a big this is fan of salt sour... of battles. I if I'm walking into a gas station, I'm in and you see one of these two bags. I'm probably leaning towards getting sour cream and onion. But I know music. it's and it's weird because I know like Cape Cod is probably a superior chip. I don't
2: know. It's sour cream and onion for me. I think it's and sour, sour cream could, and You on could onion. eat it plain. But Cape you Cod could eat it is sandwich.
0: so Cape Cod is so it's so consistent. It, it you, you just, know exactly like what you're getting. It's
1: such a great chip.
0: It's versatile too because it's like the original flavor. It doesn't, go yeah, with it doesn't any even be sandwich.
1: It doesn't even need seasoning.
2: That's how good of a chip salt. it is. I, I, not I enough salt. salt. I, I need more salt. I'm.
0: I'm, I'm going to Cape my, Cod. Uh, see this now. Now I'm. Now I'm thinking. Deciding that. vote does. Yeah. Now, now I'm, I'm not Cape
1: Cod. I can't. I love them too much.
0: So so I'm, I'm the deciding vote Cod? here. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. Here's how I'm going to decide this. If I walk into a gas station and I see sour cream and onion or Cape Cod, I'm going with sour cream and onion over Cape Cod. So sour cream and onion wins. Sour cream and onion is our first official talk off bracket winner of the top chip. You know, as long as his hint of lime didn't win, I was I was okay. So I can't That's believe fine. you don't like that chip as much as everybody else
1: does. I can't believe you do. How sour could cream you and not? Onion eat-
2: almost got a, eliminated first round too. That's true. Wow. The winner almost so the, got eliminated first round.
0: So so the five seed sour cream and onion moves into the. To the winners column. What a champ. So, should we uh, get into some picks? I would love to get into some picks. Let's do it. Powered by Riverside.
1: We got picks. Picks for Tuesday, January 17th. I will start us off today. I got back on the winning column this week. Marist College Red Foxes. What a win. Five-point underdogs win the game outright by, like, 17. I love it. I absolutely love it. I am now four four and four. Four. And four, and four, and four. So here we go. We're going to go five and four right now. Kansas Jayhawks tomorrow night, number two seed against their rival, Kansas State, the number 13 seed. Kansas is minus two and a half. The Jayhawks are going to win the battle for the state of Kansas. I have a lot of faith in the Jayhawks, Kansas. They may even be my March Madness pick early, early pick, my early pick. I love the Jayhawks tomorrow night so I'm going with them.
0: I am going back to Big East hoops. I'm taking surprise, the surprise. Okay, I am taking the Creighton Blue Jays over the Butler Bulldogs. The game is in Indianapolis and I'm still going with Creighton. They are 6 point favorites i think the only reason this discrepancy is at six is because they're on the road i think if they were in at home uh this margin would be a lot higher i think this is going to be an easy win for creighton who looks like they're finally figuring out their footing in a tough Big East conference i'm going with the blue jays minus six
2: i'm going to again stick with hockey we hit uh Oilers crush seven one. My last pick, so I'm four and three now, or three and four now. Um, Sorry, excuse me. Uh, We're gonna go with the. (laughs) I forgot my pick. Hold on, I'm going to. Yep, we're going with the Detroit Red Wings against the Arizona Coyotes. Coyotes have let me down a few times in a row now. Now it's fuck the yotes, fuck the yotes.
0: No, come this on, cool. dude, dude. Give the Yotes a break. I thought, we were, a be a, college I thought arena. we were gonna be a
1: Yotes podcast. I thought we were a Yotes podcast. I thought we were just,
0: a Jags podcast. We're definitely okay. Can we we're definitely a Jags podcast. We need a baseball team. We are though. a Jags podcast. We need a baseball we'll decide that closer. We'll decide we'll that, that, that when it training. gets
1: closer. Um Yeah, I, we might be a pirates podcast.
0: Or a Cubs podcast. Or a Cubs podcast. No, no, it can't be no, in no, any, no, any no. of our divisions. Yeah, it can't, can't be, be NLE or
1: ALE.
0: So we're definitely a Jags podcast. Like we're we're we're, definitely we're, a Jags. we're big Jags fans from now on. Yeah, we're jagging off. Uh, um, and then are we Coyotes? Are we Coyotes fans? No, no, he no, just fuck the oats.
2: Fuck the oats. Fuck the oats. Okay, okay. Can just we, just be, for tomorrow night. Or, yeah. Oh, can we, okay. Could we
0: be a Ducks podcast? Because I like the the movie where they're like quack 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 quack
1: <laughs> the mighty ducks
0: yeah could we be could we be ducks fans
1: yeah, yeah. sure we could be ducks fans
0: okay should we get into the roulette spin let's do it we're gonna hit it okay so today's number is 19 i don't think we've had comes. 19 before i've got three dollars on 19 and we are Poor spinning
2: spin. we are
0: spinning I, I oh we are one. spinning you're not oh. feeling it Well, we got twenty seven. Should we do another should we do an extra spin today? I think we should do an extra spin. I think we should do an extra spin because why not? Let's do an extra spin. Wait, but that right. means we have to do another random number, someone random number right now. I got it, I got it, I got it. On the spot. Wait, what was Jake, what were you gonna say? a number zero through thirty.
2: I, I don't feel it today for some reason. <sighs> That's Maybe we shouldn't do the extra spin. He
0: probably felt it okay. in his ACL today. It's like when people know it's gonna rain, he knows we're not gonna The number was three. Okay, I feel like we don't
1: have low numbers usually. so We're going to hit it. Second try, second try. We only
0: do two spins, two spins, just today because for Martin Luther King. We are spinning, we are spinning, we are spinning, we are spinning. And the number is, oh, oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. It was 24, which is the number right next to three on the dial. Oh my God.
2: We be really hyped with that initial celebration.
0: Oh, it, guys, guys, and and I know we don't have this. We need to figure out a way where we can we can all watch it at the same time. But it hit three. It looked like it was going to stay there, and it jumped right over onto twenty four. It's like so depressing. We like, were really one depressing. one spot away, one box away. Maybe one day. Maybe one day we'll get it. Maybe maybe Friday. Maybe Friday. Maybe Friday. There's always Friday. There's always Friday.
1: Wake me up when uh,
0: September ends on a Friday. Uh, it's been over for a few months, so wake up. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You All sound? right, everybody. Well, that is our show for today come back and join us on friday where we'll discuss the loser of our uh, of our cowboys and buccaneers bet and we'll hopefully see if anything else have a nice happens poem. in the baseball world
2: zach will have a nice poem for you
0: jake
1: will jake will have <laughs> prepared a very nice poem after tom brady kicks the shit out of dumbass Dak prescott also if you are out there listening to my voice right now go out there on tiktok twitter and instagram and youtube follow the talk off pod on all social media platforms please go out and interact with us on social media we would love it we're trying to grow this and we want to do it for you guys we're going to keep putting out episodes keep putting out stuff on social media so give us a follow and keep coming back for more uh more good fun
0: Absolutely. Bye, guys. Love you guys. I do. Just-